setting the table. This is Demystified, solving DM mysteries in 20 minutes or less, because the only hard part is scheduling the next session. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Joey. And I'm Asaf. Today, we're going to talk about miniatures, battle maps, and other little widgets. So, when people picture Dungeons & Dragons, the image that comes up in their mind is always a couple of nerds in a basement, huddled around little figures, almost like it's a board game instead of a pen and paper RPG. While it is very possible, and kind of my default is to not use battle maps, not use miniatures, not use anything but the theater of the mind, a lot of people find that the little accoutrements are helpful, but they are also fun. They're fun to make, they're fun to have, they're fun to procure, and they're fun to bring. And they're fun to use, so there are all kinds of things that you can bring to the table. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I really love collecting the miniatures. I love playing with the miniatures on the table. It's, I mean, since we've had COVID, it's hard to get the group together, sit around a table and actually play in person. But that's my favorite way to play. Personally, when I'm playing at the table, I have just a dry erase battle map mm-hmm. and a bunch of different figures. And I try to pick out the figures that I want before the game starts for, you know, the encounters that we're, we're going to have planned. But Not everyone can just go out and buy all these figures. And it takes a long time. I've been collecting them for a while now. I've got a lot. But if you don't have the figures, there are ways that you can still play at the table with other kinds of tools. When I first started playing 5e, there was a a really great resource that I found called iHeart Print and Play. It's going to be a little bit harder to find it now online because the original site was taken down, but you can Google it and I'm pretty sure we'll have a link for you guys. But they have tons of printable folding minis you can print out and they have them in black and white. You can color them yourself and they have already pre-colored ones that you can print out, cut them out, fold them up, tape them up and put them on the table. Oh, so these are like paper that you can glue to cardstock? Or, you know, you could just print them on cardstock and cut them out and you just fold them and they, they make little like little tents. So that reminds me, I have Paizo Pathfinder's beginner set. When I showed it to Azaf, he didn't care about Pathfinder at all. So he didn't care about the campaign. He didn't care about the character sheets, but he liked the little cardboard stand-ups. Yeah, I love playing with a map. I hate storing minis. <laughs> I hate, they like, they take up so much space. You never have the right one for what you're trying to do, ever. So... I'm like, what is the the least space consuming thing? So little cardstock stand up things, those are great. Mm-hmm. I personally get even less, and for a while I'd use like little glass marbles, like little glass beads that are flat that you can just kind of rest down. Right. And I got even less than that, and now I, I actually have little metal washers that I just glued like a colored piece of paper to. <laughs> So it's like, this is red token number six, and then red token number seven, and then blue token number one. And then I just describe what the thing is, because, like I said, I can describe this NPC or this monster or whatever, but if I try to find like a figure that matches what I'm trying to describe... It's always wrong. And the players don't listen to the description if they have the figure there. They just look at the figure and they're like, that's so cool. And yeah. it's not the right. I shoot the thinger at the beholder. It's like, no, that's not a beholder. That's a that 
that's an orc. Yeah. It's like, I don't have seven orcs. I'm going to use these skeletons. I'm going to shoot my arrows at the skeletons. It's an orc. Which I'm, orc? It's a skeleton. I'm, I'm going to try to cast uh, Heal Ray on them. Okay, you heal the orcs because they're not undead. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like, I love the battle mats. I've gone through the, the whiteboards. I've gone through the, like, the dungeon tiles. At the moment, I'm actually using wrapping paper with the easy cut guidelines on oh, the Oh, those grids. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, I didn't know this until recently, but some wrapping paper has a one inch grid on the back. Yeah. So I'm just like. This is this free is... grid paper. And yes. it's huge. You can wrap an entire table of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not expensive. Yeah. And I just draw right on it. And then I just cut that section out and be like, I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll use this later. Maybe I won't. But it's wrapping paper. It's cheap. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that's at the moment, that's what I'm doing. But I, I love the battle maps because they really like any kind of battle map with miniatures because it really helps create a concrete shared understanding of the combat. And there are other aids that can help your players. Spell cards. I believe Deck of Many is has made its name in making illustrated spell cards recently. Yes. And monster cards too. Yeah, Wizards of the Coast of sells monster cards, monsters and NPCs. I had a couple of those that are still in the shrink wrap, but I haven't used them. But I mean, they're fun to have. They're fun to look through. Yeah, they're fun to have, fun to look through. In my opinion, though, the best thing for for that kind of stuff is always going to be D and D Beyond yeah. and digital tools. Right, right. Although in our previous episode, we talked about level 20 characters. Having those as quick references might help with uh, jumping into a high level campaign. Yeah, especially when you have like six pages of something of abilities and getting to scroll through it on a, on a D&D Beyond can sometimes, depending on how quickly it loads. Right. It can be a time consuming. Yes. Finding stuff if you are unfamiliar with it. If you haven't spent months and months learning the platform and your character at the same time. So something else, dice towers and dice mats. Fun. Yeah. I mean, I love the dice tower. Yeah. Totally unnecessary. Yes. Uh, unless you have metal dice, then oh. very necessary to oh, have yeah. a dice mat. Uh, at least if you're rolling on, well, you know what? Any surface, really, you yes. want a dice mat if you have metal dice because you're going to mess up that surface. Yes. Even though your character might not win, metal dice don't lose a fight yeah. with the table. Although I do strongly recommend dice trays of some kind because dice have this glorious ability of going where you don't want them to in the middle of combat. Or if you've been stacking a dice tower and it falls over. Yeah. Yeah. Bare minimum, you can get a dice tray really easily. Like yes. they're they're not expensive, or you can get just a random yeah. shoe box or something. I think like Amazon, I got like faux leather, like vinyl suede lined dice tray for like six bucks. Cigar boxes actually make really good yes. trays, and you can get those really cheap on online. Yeah, for the low low price of lung cancer. No, you don't buy the <laughs> you don't buy the cigars. You, <laughs> You can get an empty cigar box, like, for a couple dollars online, or even from, like, a, a local cigar shop. Right. Go in and be like, hey, I want to buy an empty, or if you have an empty cigar box. And they're the perfect depth for a dice tray. Yes. And they have a lid. So you can bring your miniatures and all that stuff with yeah. you. Yeah. Especially if you're just getting an empty box, they'll, in some cases, give it to you either free if you go to, if you have a nearby cigar shop, or you can get them cheap online. Yeah. I have a couple of cigar boxes hiding in the mess around here what else so i have hooked up a way using chromecast to get images and sounds and videos 
and web pages from a tablet or a computer onto the TV. There have been times where using Chromecast or Apple TV streaming or Amazon Fire Stick or any of these that you can bring up images on your TV if you play in the TV room. So that can be another resource that you can use to kind of help set the table. One thing I want to bring up before we get too far away from battle maps and stuff like that, but have either of you guys ever made your own terrain before? Oh, no, I, I haven't. I have 3D printed some because when I had access to a 3D printer you know, at, a, at a makerspace, I, used, I 3D printed a bunch of terrain and that was ev- takes up even more space mm-hmm. than miniatures. <laughs> right. And they're awesome. And I went through and I painted them and they looked really cool. And then I used them for one encounter. And then it just like, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff taking up space. Yeah. I as, might use it again. As and well. then your party decided that they didn't want to hang out in the castle dungeon anymore. And then you didn't yeah. have an inn set up. And the players were like, no, this is the castle dungeon set. And you're like, dang it. I mean, yeah. it can be a fun group thing to do when you're not playing D&D. Yes. Or, or with kids, you know, a little crafting. Get some foam. Just you could take bites out of it. Like with your mouth and it'll just look like a cliffside. Right. Yeah. And you just paint it. I used to make model cars and make model airplanes when I was a kid. And I'm introducing my kids to the same thing now. And after the whole novelty of fitting all the pieces together and learning how cars work and learning how planes work, then comes painting. And then you've painted a car, you've painted planes and it's like, okay, what's next? And then you start building scenery. So this is a way to scratch that itch and have that model making hobby that you can then show off to your friends who enjoy fighting all over it literally it's one of the many side hobbies that come with D that people enjoy like some people like we discussed earlier some people enjoy world building some people enjoy just painting minis mm-hmm. or terrain and that's something that you can do in between sessions right but it's definitely not a requirement to play but it can be very enjoyable right before we dive into map making though the more physicality that you bring into this the more money it comes with because 3d printers aren't free miniatures aren't free maps aren't free printing services aren't free how do you keep from going bankrupt as a dm i don't have an answer for that (laughs) my recommendation always is think about what you are willing to put into it Mm -hmm. and if it's a hobby that you would enjoy on the side anyways then obviously you can bring more to it because you're getting twice as much enjoyment out of it right but if it's not your hobby if it if painting minis is not something you enjoy and a paint building train is not something that you get enjoyment out of you don't need them so bring the bare minimum of that for what you need right and set a budget ahead of time if yeah. it's just for D, the budget should be low Mm-hmm. If it's for other enjoyment activities, then obviously you can set a slightly higher budget. Yes. But I set a really low budget wrapping paper, you know, metal washers with stickers on them that are reusable a hundred times over some white wet erase markers. Your budget could be really low if your self requirement is low. Right. So, yes, that was kind of my point. Kind of my question is that bringing extra stuff to the table doesn't make the session better. The fun is in bringing it. If you don't have fun and you don't find it rewarding in making this stuff and then bringing it to the table, then you might be setting yourself up for disappointment. So this is something that I think players who listen to Critical Role might be a little bit, have their expectations, again, Matt Mercer. 
the Matt Mercer effect. Every time he brings out a new map or a new piece of scenery, the party cheers. They're all really into it. They all really appreciate it. Your players might care more about rolling dice or RPing than what's on the table. Yeah. So if you're looking for validation from your players, that may not happen and it may lead to resentment. So please just keep that in mind before diving too much into it. So map making. Let's talk a little bit more about bringing maps to the table. There are so many different ways to buy or make or procure maps. DMs Guild great place to find maps. I ran Curse of Strahd and I was so excited to finally run the party through Castle Ravenloft and I went on the DMs Guild and found a beautiful map of Castle Ravenloft that was printable. Went to I think the UPS store, had it printed out, cost like 80 bucks. Oh wow. Uh, We had a whole gathering with the whole group and everyone cut out pieces and helped put pieces of the map together. You know I had them only put together sections of the map so they didn't know the whole thing the whole thing and then COVID happened and we never got to play with any of it oh no so it's sitting up in my closet do you run into copyright issues when you try to get this stuff printed i didn't have any issues i assume the things that are on the dms guild that are printable are meant to be printed at like a place like that sure two parts to my statement i haven't had any copyright issues with printing stuff i actually like purchased the book as a pdf like a campaign book or something like that and then went over to staples and was like print and mine this for me Hmm. and they did i just i just emailed the pdf and they just printed out bound it for me and gave it to me and i was like this is so much cheaper than me buying the physical book right so i've never come across copyright issues as far as some map making stuff i found some of the adventures the pre-written adventures that i've used they include maps but they may not be the best at like black and white printing because I only have a black and white printer. Okay. They'll be too saturated with color and it comes out as a big black blob. So I've actually gone through and used other software. Like there's Dungeon Scrawl is one that I really like where you can just trace out the outline of the map and then print that. And it comes out really great. It like I could hand that to a player and they're like, this is a map. I can put it on the table and I can set the scale and stuff like that. So printing it, it is is very helpful, whether the adventure comes with it or not. But another place to find some good maps that might not be attached to a story. There's an artist, Dyson Logos. I'm sure a big part of the community has heard of him. He's drawn some maps for some of the published adventures. He actually has a Patreon and a store where you can buy some of his maps that are huge, like uh, maps of all sizes. Right. Isometrics, top-down, battle maps, pictures of things. Some of them are, you can get like whole compendiums of maps, not just individual maps, or you can get them individually. There's a lot of available maps. If you're not good at drawing a map from hand... You know, there are a lot of good resources for finding them. If you want to make your own maps online, incarnate.com is a great place to make maps. They have a paid version and a free version. And at the end of this month, and probably F, um, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll already be, already be out, is Dungeon Alchemist. Oh, yes. is software that is going to be tremendous help at making custom homemade maps those are battle maps yeah well yes i have dungeon alchemist i I backed the kickstarter i played around with it six months ago and i feel like that it is really suited for making building maps it breaks down uh doesn't have an option for continents doesn't have an option for towns and cities indoor yeah dungeon maps yeah dungeon maps so if you are looking for a town map 
if you're planning on drawing your own maps, there's a couple different resources. There's Incarnate, which was mentioned. There's Dungeonographer and Worldographer. Right. And then there's Campaign Cartographer. It's a different software that they have. Campaign Cartographer is now on their third version. And I think there was a sale recently because I got a whole bunch of their stuff for a really low price. Right. That also does world maps dungeon maps and town maps so there's options if you want to draw your own stuff and draw your own is good if you have the time and the know-how because as a drawback of subscribing to someone who does that on patreon i found that they had a lot of town maps but they didn't have the town that i wanted to tell my story in so I had to alter my story a little bit to fit the town. I will say, just like with the minis and the terrain, if fiddling around with mapping software is something that you get enjoyment out of, there are a lot of resources for drawing your own. Right. But if it's not something that you enjoy, because it could be a whole other hobby. Yeah. To find maps out there that exist that are the closest to what you want. And, and just like you did, alter the story a little bit to make it fit. Right. Because there are a lot of tools. There's like a fantasy town generator where you literally click a button and it creates a very low detail drawing of a town. And you can set like, I want it to have a wall around it or a river or I can, I want it to be a, a big town or I want it to have a, a citadel or a castle. And it gives you the barest drawing of a town and you can just keep hitting the generate button until you find something that kind of matches and it's so much easier than trying to draw it yourself if that's something you don't enjoy so i also want to point out that bringing a map to the table with you actually changes the feel of combat that you run as a dm and if you currently run maps with your combat that not having to worry about the exact specifics of it but instead leading to what makes sense from turn to turn as long as you're consistent can allow for a lot more free form actions based on your players it's a lot more freedom but if your players can't really be trusted to i want to attack this person and this person it's like they're on the opposite sides of the room well okay i didn't know that then you might need to bring a map to the table there's this one youtube dm i was watching a couple videos for and he's not my favorite but he brought it an idea his battle maps are different he does them in zones so he has the close the far and then the out of zone okay so anyone in the close can attack anyone within the zone and move around and interact with anyone in the close. Sure. If you're in the far, the only way to interact was with ranged attacks or to take a move to get into the close, or you can take a move to get into the far. And then if you took another move from the far, you can get to the out of zone, and then you're basically, you can't be targeted. You're And he simplifies his combat to that method of anyone in close can interact with anyone else in close in a single turn. It's like a skirmish line. Yeah. And it's a completely different way of combat. It throws out a couple of mechanics of the game. It makes some mechanics not really work. Like the mobile feat, it really changes that. Things that add movement speed to players and enemies. But at the same time, his players know all about it. He's been doing it for a while. And it's a different play style. Mm -hmm. So you're not stuck with exactly how 5th edition describes combat. Like, you, you know, with the battle maps and stuff. So th there are options out there. There's no one way to play DM. Whenever I try to do combat through Theater of the Mind, my players, specifically my wife, always demands that I draw a map out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it might just be a player demand, and that's fine. Yeah. Some players can't function, and some players can't do battle maps. And that's going back to the previous podcast 
the episode we did where it's like you and the players have to match. Right. You can't do battle maps and one of your players must do battle maps. That's not going to fit. It's not going to work. Get out there, spend way too much money on maps, way too much time on drawing your own, and then get some wrapping paper and actually use that. (laughs) That was another mystery demystified. Yeah, we definitely got that one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Nailed it. This was Demystified. If you liked it, we'd appreciate it if you could leave a review or share this with your friends. Our website is demystified.com. Just the letter D mystified.com do you have a question for us reach out via our twitter handle at pickled wizards or ask on facebook at pickled wizards same page we might talk about your problem here